Welcome to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration, the extra push you need to keep moving forward. All right, good afternoon, you guys. This is Midweek Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson. And today it is a privilege and honor to have on my show today a special guest. Her name is Donna L. Lewis. She is the author of Toxic to Transform 100 Words of Life to Renew the Mind. And she's got a lot of information to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Miss Donna Lewis. How you doing, girl? I'm just really thrilled to be here. And I I'm I I'm really been looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. So thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. You are so very welcome. So let's go. We're going to just go down the list here. Okay. Tell us about the wife and mother. Oh, I, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I've been married um, a little over 16 years. Well, excuse me. Um, well, it's funny I say that we were we got together um, sixteen over sixteen years ago and I um, it was one of those um, I didn't believe in love at first sight but it was mm. and um, so I I oftentimes feel like I've been married that long it's been a little over fifteen years but we've been together sixteen um, oh. to um, my husband Jade and uh, he's an artist. And he does a lot of ministry with his art uh, at our church, which is um, which is really cool. And he's just um, an uh, an awesome supporter of me. And um, it uh, it's just been a very blessed relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I have three adult children, two girls and a boy, and they're all very creative people. Um, they love art as well. And, uh, my, my son is a musician. He loves, uh, he's a really, um, excellent guitar player and he loves to write music himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly instrumental stuff. Um, then I, my middle daughter, Tiffany, she, uh, is really into social justice okay. and, um, pursuing, uh, just wanting to make the world a better place. Uh, then my daughter Ariel, she's kind of the all-around kid, all-around girl. She loves to write. She loves to write poetry. She loves to do artwork. Um, she's working on a degree right now. Um, she switched her major though, so I'm, um, and just recently. So I, she was pursuing. Um, I think she's moved into actually psychology. Oh, right then. Okay. Yes. yes. We need yes. a whole lot more of them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and she's a massage therapist. So I think she's definitely moving in, in, in a good direction there. She's moving from healing the body to healing the mind. So. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. she can be, she can be counseling them while they're laying down on the table too. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that work. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And you are also a fur mama. What what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Those are my fur children. I've got one okay. of them with me right now, Muffin, my cat. Oh, yeah. And then I have two dogs. Cool, um, cool, cool. cool. Uh, uh, they're both uh, mixed 
mixed dogs. Uh, one is an Australian Shepherd mix, and the other is a Basenji mix. Mm, okay. And, uh, they're they're a lot of fun. They keep us on our toes for sure. <laughs> Especially with the cat. The cat's probably the leader too. <laughs> she is. Uh, yeah, she is. That's pretty cool. So you are also a lifetime rocker. Give yes. me a little bit more information on that. Um, that I, my husband and I, when we were living, we live in Tennessee now, but um, for uh, the, the majority of our time together, we lived in Portland, Oregon, and we had a rock band. We had, um, uh, it's named Pure Fusion, and uh, we... Uh, we I wrote a lot of the music that we did. Our lead guitar, guitarist also did contribute some songs that he'd written. Okay. And uh, it was a class. It's a it was a classic rock sound. We're all children of the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> heavily influenced by Heart, um, Journey, if th- that particular sound. Although we're a little harder sound than than Journey, more on the on the Heart or um, oh. Uh, Oh gosh, at times even a Scorpions type sound. Our lead guitarist was heavily influenced by by those bands. Okay. Um, but um, we, you know, we would go to prisons. We would go to um, uh, recovery um, centers. Um, oh, a few churches uh, in fairs, um, and we would just share the gospel through our music. Mm-hmm. and um it was it was a very rewarding experience and i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you're currently a, um are, are you currently a worship leader at your church um, you know i i, I do I, i'm not leading worship as as much as i had been okay. when i was in portland i did a lot of work my husband and i both did a lot of work with startup churches Mm-hmm. Um, doing interim type uh, worship leading, we'd train worship uh, the worship teams. Uh, we would um, fill in and do relief mm-hmm. for worship leaders that needed to go out of town or just take a break vacation. Um, and I would lead worship uh, for women's retreats and special events. Okay. Okay. Since we've moved to Tennessee, I haven't really done a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit. I've done some relief work, and I've also done some work uh, for our women's group at our church that we're attending. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You just recently published your first book, and congratulations. That was uh, May of this year. Yes. It is entitled, once again, Toxic to Transformed. 100 words of life to renew the mind so tell the audience a little bit about your book yes this like you were saying a little bit earlier you never really thought you would find yourself doing what what you're doing yeah Uh, god likes to surprise us doesn't he (laughs) yes he does (laughs) and um when my husband and i moved here from portland Um, my husband, it was a massive transition for us. My husband had worked for the Boeing company for over 30 years. Okay. And we moved out here after he retired for a lot of reasons, but it, you know, it, it really changed everything about, you know, 
the way God was working through, you know, no more band, no more, you know, worship leading, at least for the time being, Mm -hmm. my life was in, in, in a complete transition and, and in a good way. Um, but it was, I was sitting down, uh, my birthday is, uh, in late December and I was going, God, I need to know what to do. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, um, cause I was also teaching music and, um, things of, you know, so all of those things were, were, you know, no more. Yeah. And I'm in a new state and with new people. And I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? And he laid it on my heart to start doing the Facebook live that I do. And as I was researching doing um, social media, every, all of the people that I was listening to as mentors in that mm-hmm. was saying, well, you're going to need to write a book. Uh, because, you know, people need to know that you have some credibility mm-hmm. and writing a book allows them to have something in their hands that they can say, okay, yes, this person is, is worth listening to. Right. Yeah. Like, well, what am I going to write? Well, I'd heard it once. You write what you know. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I come out of, um, an upbringing, um, and I share this in my book, that I was raised in a home where verbal and emotional abuse were just a way of life. Mm, Um, The culture of my home growing up was a culture of cruelty. And um, I then not really under because when you're growing up in it you don't really that's the only world you know so you don't necessarily realize that there's something wrong yeah yeah (laughs) and it leaves you vulnerable and i then i entered into a marriage for over 10 years that was also emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. well um that does a tremendous amount of damage to the mind, the emotions, uh, to the way you process your world. Well, the, the beautiful thing in all of that is that I've, I've had a relationship with Jesus Christ since I was three. So I've always, and the Lord, I, I was always held by him. So he, through it all, never let go of me. Mm-hmm. And I did go to Bible college, and through my relationship with Christ and through internalizing the Word of God, He transformed my heart and my mind. Mm-hmm. And it was through that relationship with Jesus Christ and internalizing His Word through the power of the Holy Spirit that my mind was renewed Amen. and from the time that i was 18 years old my freshman year of college and i wrote about this a little bit in in my bio at the end of the book Mm -hmm. i i had a I had a teacher Uh, he was also the college professor or excuse me the president of the private college that i was attending Mm -hmm. he uh taught 
one of the first classes that I had in college my freshman year. And in it, he required us to keep a journal. And um, he didn't, he didn't keep, make us keep a journal to grade our grammar or to correct the way we wrote or, you know, educate us on our spelling. Yeah. He assigned the journal because he wanted to get to know us. And he also knew the power of the written word. Yes. He knew the power of being able to express yourself through writing. Mm -hmm. And so I've been, a, I've kept a journal ever since I was 18. And I was like, well, I'm going to just go to these journal entries that I've had and see the journey God took me on mm -hmm. to heal my mind and to heal my heart and to renew me. And I began realizing that through it all, God was constantly educating me on the truth. Yeah. Verbal and emotional abuse is a, I, I, I described it to a friend once this way. It's a slow drip of poison. Because, you know, there's no bruises on your face. There's no, there's no evidence to really demonstrate that you're being abused. Because, and, but the damage is every bit as destructive. They've even shown in doing studies on the brain exactly where the damage takes place. Yeah. And it damages your hippocampus where you process, you know, short-term memory and all of these things. Right. And um, the word of God undoes all of that damage and transforms you. Yes. yes. Um, so that's where Toxic to Transform came from. It, 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 and I realized the only way to get rid of the poison is to replace it with the truth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the amazing things that you had mentioned is that you, you said that it was to, to a certain extent or for sure, it was something that was of the norm for your household. Yes. So anything outside of that would be like, Oh, is that, this really isn't supposed to be happening. I'm right. really not supposed to be told that um, um, this and that, or some, some kids may have even experienced where they were called out of their name on a consistent basis. If you mm -hmm. have someone consistently telling you that you're dumb, you're stupid, you're never going to be anything. Yes, you are going to believe that because that's, all, that's being told to you. Yes. The word of God comes in there and says, you are fearfully and wonderfully mm -hmm. made. My God. That's like, oh, that's a light bulb. What? Yes. Really? And I love the fact that you got a hundred words to say. Yes. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And there are a well over thousands and thousands of words in the Bible that will tell you otherwise that God loves you where Amen. you are. And that no weapon formed against you shall yes. so that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. These are words that need to be penetrated in individuals that have been told otherwise. 
I that, love it. I love it. I love it. Mm, they, yeah, it's, I tell you, the other, the other inspiration that I had for this book, when my husband and I uh, were first married, we were part of a little, uh, little church in, in Portland. And that particular church decided to team up and start doing Celebrate Recovery. Okay. Well, in, uh, in, and uh, they teamed up with a local, um, it, it was more than a rescue mission. It was called Life Change where they took people in uh, for like a two, uh, two and a half year extended time and uh, worked with them, basically retrained them because these people would be coming out of prison, coming out of chronic homelessness, uh, drug addiction, these kinds of things. Well, one of the gals that was in that program, um, she she was telling her story and she was, as she was talking about how she'd been horribly abused growing up and uh, then became terribly drug addicted and high criminal behavior. And she goes, she was giving her testimony and uh, she was just this girl that was just exuded joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was joy from the toes of her feet through the top of her head. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, her name was Lisa. And during her testimony, she shared how at one point in her life, she was capable, she was fully capable of, of committing, breaking into someone's home, killing everyone in their home, eating everything in their refrigerator and sitting down and watching their TV and wow. never thinking, never thinking anything was wrong. Oh my. Okay. She was that deep into her criminal behavior, into her criminal thought patterns, uh, into her, um, just, I, I, you know, depravity from everything she'd been through. And yet you looked at her and she goes, I am not that person. And she wasn't that person. Mm -hmm. She goes, I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. And I was like, that is the power of God's word. Mm -hmm. That right there is the power of God's word. And I'm like, if I can just put something together in short, easily digestible words that will replace those toxic lies one by one by one. Mm -hmm. yeah. Such a major, major difference specifically with individuals who, who experience, as you have, uh, complex PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, that that we that would make a major major change in a lot of, uh, especially women women yes. that have been um, verbally abused. I've I've talked to uh, a number of different women that um, have went through physical as well as emotional mm -hmm. uh, emotional uh, violence and. Unfortunately, a lot of the women that I've talked to are individuals that are in the church. Right. That don't really 
have the um, support that they need in order to understand that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that individual that is doing, you know, abusing them and saying all these crazy things, that's not their best for that God wants for them. So that's right. What do you think, and, and I'm just posing this as a general question, what do you think about some of the, there are actually churches that really don't have a clear understanding about um, domestic violence and how important it is for the church to support um, these women and in some instances, men? Yes, yes. I am so, so, so glad you posed that question. Mm-hmm. I am I am so glad you posed that question because these ladies that you have met are so, are not alone. Yeah. It is it is it it is a massive frustration for many people that have that have experienced this uh, to find out that the church, for the most part simply does not understand what the dynamics are in this type of re- toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's, I, there, I believe there's more than, it's a complex, um, it, it's a complex dimension. There isn't one uh, one di- it's not one dimension dimensional it's multi-dimensional in its mm-hmm. in its reasons for being there for the problem being there one reason is i believe they just have a very they have a misunderstanding of what the bible is saying in many instances about marriage mm-hmm. yeah uh the other is there's no bruises there's no physical evidence and verbal and emotional abusers are extremely savvy. Mm-hmm. They know how to present themselves in a very a- appealing way. Yeah. So they, uh, they it's it, it, it's like what? How can this be? Um, he's an elder in the church. He's so so kind uh, when I speak to him and so polite. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a pillar of our of our of our you know town how can this be um and it's only her word against his right um um and you know and you know we are a society of of innocent until proven guilty which should not change um you know a person should be presumed innocent until proven guilty but how do you prove it right um unless they're actually caught in the act it's very difficult yeah um the other problem i do i do need feel needs to be um brought out is we do tend to have a misogynistic viewpoint mm-hmm. and i and I, but again, I really believe it's because there's a misunderstanding of scripture. I I don't believe that it's it's one hundred percent a malevolent motivation. Right. I think that there is just a very genuine misunderstanding 
of what a woman's role is and what a man's role is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I've also listened to one gal, and I, I honestly do believe that this is probably the primary problem. And that is that we have idealized marriage to the point of almost making it an idol. Mm, okay, let's go. <laughs> and we we want to save the marriage so bad, we neglect the the people in the marriage. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe that is probably the number one problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that, um, you know, we're, we're talking about how the word of God can, can transform and change the mind of, of, of people. But that same word, unfortunately, can be used uh, in a negative context, out of context, obviously, because yes. the word uh, submissive Right. Uh, according to some individuals in the church means right. that you are supposed to be uh, a slave or you obey uh, right. if the marriage is, is a uh, type of relationship where it's a slave and a uh, the slave and the slave owner right. marriage. I'm like, yes. wait a minute. Hold on. First of yeah. all, let's let's get the context right uh, yeah. when we're when we're talking about being submissive you yes. you want to be a woman that um not only is is there for her husband as a as a um as a helper because yes. that's what we were designed for but it did not include you the woman being a a a slave and being abused mentally right. and physically so I love, yep you made a perfect analogy there yeah yeah and and so that it's it's madness that um there are leaders that have that mentality that mm-hmm. well the bible says that wives are to submit to your to their husbands and i'm mm-hmm. like you you seem to be missing the whole context of the bible you're pinpointing that one little right and running over everything else you, so, you yep it's it's crazy. It's there is a need for uh, going back to the basics. Yes, the, for sure. There there's been some really wonderful things discussed by really uh, I, one one gentleman just really totally um, helped me. He's a he's a he's a therapist out of Medford, Oregon, mm-hmm. and his name's Patrick Doyle, and he was interviewed, and he. He was just so beautiful in the way he described the way the church needs to respond and how the church uh, needs to begin to open itself up to processing mm-hmm. the, the sin of emotional abuse that's hidden within the church. Yeah. Uh, it, and that you're not loving the abuser by enabling them to continue in their abuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and another thing that the church needs to understand overall is mm-hmm. is mental uh, mental health. Period. There is still, uh, unfortunately, 
um, not a whole lot of clarity and understanding and on the, the behalf of the church as well in regards to mental health things oh, yes. such as complex PTSD, PTSD, mm-hmm. period. And yes. as you had mentioned, um, PTSD is, is the invisible um, part where people cannot see, even though I may appear that I'm, I got it all together. In mm. the nighttime, if you were watching me by myself, it mm-hmm. would be like, mm, totally different story. Because I went okay. through PTSD um, okay. years ago, and praise God, I have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word Amen. of my testimony. And, but it was not an easy thing. And I know that there are a lot of listeners out there that they mm-hmm. may not even realize that they have PTSD. They just I feel that something is wrong. Right. I did not understand at all mm-hmm. um, it, until, well, I was in my latter 40s until I was finally actually told that what you're experiencing is complex PTSD and that's why you're having anxiety attacks. Right. right. And I didn't even understand that what I was going through was an anxiety attack. Um, and, and, uh, so, um, you know, it was just, I'm like, well, now my world is finally starting to make sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Once you acquire the knowledge, then it's like, okay, now I can go forward and and continue from there and build from there. That's awesome. Exactly. I I, I know what to do now. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, even, even in the renewing of your mind with God's word, you have to know where to apply it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if your massive battle is with some sort of compulsive behavior, well, that's where you need to target the word of God. Mm-hmm. If it's a compulsive thought pattern, that's where you need to target the word of God. You know, you, it's, you know, it's finding the right medicine, but you, to know what medicine to take, you got to know what's, you know, what illness do I have? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, and it's not, I I had one friend caution me because she's also been through this and she's, um, you know, recovering from verbal and emotional abuse herself. And she's like, Donna, the one thing that I'm just, you know, she goes, because I know you, I know this isn't what you're doing, but she goes, I, I'm, I, I find myself afraid that your book is just, take two verses and call me in the morning, <laughs> you know? Okay. And okay. I mean, that's, that's my summation of a long conversation that we had. Oh, and okay. she, but okay. because I know you, I know that's not what it is. It's just that that's, you know, that's what, what I keep, you know, because that's what had happened to her. You know, like you were saying, a lot of times the word of God can be used um, wrongly. Yeah. And it just, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, or to, you know, patronize people. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, um, but, but that diminish, you know, that's, un- that's unfortunate because the word of God is powerful. Mm-hmm. It is transformative, but again, it has to be used properly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we also have um, a ministry, it's called Breathe Life Ministries. And on Monday mornings live on Facebook, you you share some insights, some and you make pros like thought provoking questions. Can you a little bit tell me a little bit more about that as well? 
Yes, yes, that is um, an extension, I guess, of uh, the way that I'm, uh, when, I, when I start, Breathe Life is basically the catalyst of all of this, really. Okay. Um, it, it, it's an umbrella for what I believe the Lord is, is having me do, and, and that is through, through worship and words of life. And word the word the words of life. I, each Monday morning, I I focus a word. I, I focus on a word of life. Um, I started the year off with you know what impossible thing are you believing God for? So often when we're beaten down, we forget how to dream, or yeah. we even we we don't even forget. We just let them die altogether. So. In getting people to to start dreaming again with the Lord, start envisioning what are those plans God has for my future, mm-hmm. and uh, or um, I I spent a long period of time, uh, a number of different episodes on just the subject of love. What is love? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I try to keep it short, like about no more. 20 minutes, but like you and I were saying, what you were talking about is sometimes it goes a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if God is going, I'm like, I'm going with you, Lord, however long you want this to go. <laughs> exactly. Yes, but I try to keep it at around 20 minutes because most people can't process more than 20 minutes anyway. So. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so um, you also have a website. And yes. And I want people to definitely get in contact with you and and follow you on Facebook especially for the Monday morning live um what what um Facebook page can people find you uh they can find me at breathe life ministries okay so uh breathe b-r-e-a-t-h-e life ministries all one word awesome and what is the name of your website where people can find more information about your book? Okay, that is at toxictotransformedlife.com. Awesome, awesome. And um, is your book only on your website or can you purchase it on Amazon? Yes, or? you can. It is available on Amazon for in, in print or uh, Kindle. And then if you, this would actually make a very dynamic resource for any kind of small group mm-hmm. or ministry group uh, to work through together. And if you want to buy it in bulk, I recommend going to Ingram Spark to do that. And it's available there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to get me a copy myself. I got my Kindle. It's a lot of books that I haven't read, but I can go ahead and put that on my Kindle as well. Oh, yes. And and one every day. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely. So do you have any last words for our listening audience? Um, I just look forward to meeting you all. Honestly. I mean, (laughs) I am, you know, I, I, I honestly, um, um, one of the things I love about Monday morning live is when people start versus just doing like a YouTube when yeah. people start discussing and talking and interacting, it can become, it just takes on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And people start ministering to each other. It's awesome. 
So, you know, please, I would love to get, you know, to get everyone involved on, you know, the Monday morning live in a, in a dynamic discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the Breathe Life Ministries uh, Facebook page to, you know, to encourage one another to share Mm-hmm. That is, you know, honestly, that is one of my other goals is other people that are doing exactly like what you're doing Yeah. with your, with your podcast. That is life. Yes. Those are words of life. And that's what Breathe Life is all about. Providing as many resources of worship and words of life in one place. Absolutely. And you can find her on Monday morning live on Facebook. Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern time, people. Yes. You need to get on there, get you some word, get do some fellowshipping. If you miss yes. Sunday church, at least you can connect with some other folks online. I mean, come on now. That's, That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> well, right. Donna, it has been a pleasure and honor to have you on my show. This has been so refreshing. I always love fellowshipping with with my sisters and brothers in Christ. And I love meeting new people. And I know it was a divine appointment that God put us together. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you and bless you. Yes, ma'am. This is Althea with Wove Inspirations Midweek Motivation. We're almost there. You guys have an awesome day. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email your bio and picture to woveinspiration at gmail.com. If you would like to continue the conversation, make a comment, or you have any questions, you can share them on Wove Inspiration's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This is your host, Althea Richardson. You're almost there. Keep moving forward.